What's up, everyone? It's literally fine. The podcast back again with Maria Papadakis and Emily Savard. What's up? And we are going to be talking about being a female in sports this week, our program in sport media, some challenges and failures we faced along the way being females in sports as it's very different than being a male in sports. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to talk about our uh, magazine that we created in school for our thesis project. It was a huge um, accomplishment for Maria and I, and we're just going to talk about what it kind of takes to make a magazine in three months, literally a full blown, like 30 page magazine online and as well, hard copies. So, so to give you a bit of a background, uh, I don't know if you listened to the first episode, but if you haven't, Emily and I met in university in the sport media program at Ryerson University. So both of us, obviously two different individuals, we kind of went two different routes of where we are right now and what our careers are. So obviously uh, I'm on air for a living. I'm a TV host, I digital host. I do that stuff for Toronto FC and some other networks. And Emily went through the more marketing side and a lot of the stuff behind the scenes, creating so many incredible events with the company that she works for. Now, I think the biggest thing when you're trying to figure out who you are and what you're going to do is getting yourself involved in as many things as possible. So Emily and I in university did so many things for volunteer work. Yes. We did a lot of the stuff for the Ryerson, for the Rams Network, as it was called, some other stuff that happened around. So... For myself, I uh, volunteered for the World Juniors, the David Foster Foundation, um, did some stuff for the Rams Network. We worked on Final Eight together as well. A lot of the stuff with the hockey teams, the playoffs and all that going on there. And I think the volunteer work definitely helped us get to where we are. I think one of the coolest ones that I did was the David Foster Foundation. I got to meet Stevie Wonder. Oh, and that's so um, sick. Get to meet, got to meet so many incredible celebrities who were there, but I also got to work the esports games uh, award show. Right. And that was insane. As yeah, a non, really cool. I don't really game that much, but for me, like when I was able to see just this incredible stuff that was created from like graphics to, to games, it was right. incredible to be there and be a part of that. And I feel like if we didn't get those volunteer experiences, you wouldn't be where we are today. But tell us where you volunteered and what's helped you out. Yeah. So I think Maria and I differ. Maria was a more of a, like a technical kind of like behind the scenes, the camera work and making shows happen. I was more involved in like the planning of events. Yeah, so basically, yeah. yeah, like the logistics of it. So basically I worked for the Invictus Games, which when they came to Toronto, which Prince Harry created for injured veterans in the war. Mm-hmm. So basically it gives them a chance to engage in sport because sport can be a very meditating experience for people. They use it as med- like medication and stuff like that. So it's basically for injured, either mentally or physically injured um, war veterans or people that are still working in, like are still in the army. Yeah. So when it came to Toronto in 2017, I was one of like 80 people in this office. So it's a nonprofit organization. So basically I was kind of like a marketing communications intern. Like I was making stuff for social, but I was also putting out newsletters Mm -hmm. to people that were signed up for the games or whatever else. It's kind of like the Olympics. Literally, you have to try out to be on Team Canada team France whatever else same thing so yeah I was involved in the communication side of it but I also got to like host as well at like schools and educate kids on it we had a mascot named Vimy it was really cute so I got to work on that and it was a huge accomplishment for me um, because we had a one-year countdown but it's kind of weird because I actually worked on this project a year prior so it was 2016 when I had this internship and then in 2017 the games actually came to life So that was a huge one for me. And then I also worked as a cheerleader for the Toronto Blue Jays. So we kind of just went different routes because that's also marketing. That was like working promotions and stuff like that. Um, But now I also work for a PR agency in marketing and communications. So it kind of like 
came full circle, I guess. But yeah, I mean, other than that, we we obviously dabbled in the same events working in school, like with Rams Network, whatever else. But um, that's kind of like our gist on like our backgrounds kind of thing. Mm -hmm. However, in our last year of university, we were had to have a thesis project. Yeah. And our university program was extremely competitive. So very Maria and I one day were just kind of like, do we want to be a part of a group? Like you kind of join one or do you want to make a group? And like So this thesis project was like the biggest thing that you looked forward to and worked yes. for for that last semester. But ours came in the first half of um, our last year. Right. So we we were sitting in the library and it was like, like Em said, do we pitch or do we just join a team? And I think the biggest thing that came to both of us was we were like, why should we not take a risk? Right. And taking sure. a risk was the biggest thing that we learned from going into this project 100%. and coming out of it. Well, yeah, because we were like, what, are we, what do we want to do? Do we want to make a documentary? There's probably going to be a lot of people that do documentaries. Do we want to have an event? We wanted to be something different. So we were like, why don't we make a magazine on females in sports and females in sport media? So that was our thesis and we pitched it and we were on, I'm honestly going to say I was surprised like the, how it, the outcome of how it got the green lit or green light, whatever. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I just not. was like, I think I was a little bit caught off guard because I don't really want to say I coasted through university, but I was never like raising my hand to be like the one I'm going to do this project on my own kind of thing, you know? So like we pitched it and our pitch was great, but we were like, obviously I was a little bit caught off guard that it even got green lit because I just wasn't expecting it, but it turned out to be honestly the most rewarding, but also really hard projects that we did in our four years like it was time consuming and it's basically it's like your family for three months like you're yeah. with these people every single day you're always having meetings always planning doing whatever else so yeah it was kind of crazy but basically the way we wanted to do it was the magazine um was going to be based off a professional female athlete and then a professional working in, in sports media a female yeah. and then we would also have like kind of like the come up so like we had someone from college of sports media interview with us to kind of be like the Tessa Bonham like she wants to be her and then we had an athlete from U of T mm -hmm. who wanted to go into the Olympics so it was it was kind of a really cool contrast and we had a, a lot of fun um doing it and it was it was very rewarding I honestly look back on that last year and it was my favorite year because Maria and I got to work together in a group we did have a group of six of us total so four mm -hmm. other girls all women. all women so you know girl power for sure yeah so that project ended up the magazine ended up looking great we had a pre-event that everyone yeah which we also a organized a whole club event a like it was just event. like crazy it energy. was it was a crazy yeah. time but let me tell you something when it comes to taking a risk on yourself on your group and like putting yourself out there to do something new it's not going to be easy and this wasn't easy at all there were clashes in ideas 100%. there were there were fights because people weren't working or doing it enough there was people doing too much people who didn't care enough and it was the workload that was what the biggest problem was was yeah. balancing out who did what and the thing is with this kind of stuff is you can't leave it to the last minute absolutely and there not. was a lot of people who did do that and we were also adjusting on the fly too we thought something would take us one week and it ended up taking two weeks for right. us to finish one design because it was just taking that long so we and because we only did hard copy it was very hard it was very hard yeah 
So we had an online website. Yeah. We also had fully, we ordered like a hundred hard copies of this magazine. Yeah. I was just saying to Marie before we started recording, I'm like, remember when you and I were sitting in the RCC lab? We were there for like literally 10 hours. So Em and I designed the making, entire front cover, yeah. okay? And let me tell you something. Holy. I'm no graphic designer. No, took, neither am I. I'm like the worst at graphic design. I took a graphic designer class in third year university and my graphics were freezing. That's when you know I was not a graphic designer and everybody else was doing like a nice loop mine were not working yeah so em and i i was sitting in the slc which is like what the student learning center whatever right yeah. and like one of the libraries that they have there and i'm like i am the only one here so i called em and i'm like em can you please come and help me out on this design i'm like i don't know what the hell i'm doing whatever one's ideas are yeah. no one's answering me so em and i literally she came and we sat in this in this library we and must have been there the like 10 thing, hours 10 hours straight just editing like <laughs> Like, do we want, like, do we like this color? Do we like this font? Do we like where this is placed? Also, Marie and I are kind of like perfectionists. So like, obviously we want to be proud of the project we've created. So we wanted to spend time because the cover is like what pulls you into yeah. reading the magazine. Like, yeah. it's a huge deal. So we had all these photos taken for our project, also taken by a female photographer. So mm -hmm. we like to keep it all like the girl vibe. And um, we were like, do we choose this one? No, what about this one? Mm, I don't love that one more. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was a lot of like hemming, hawing back and forth, but we ended up doing it 10 hours and we had it pumped out which was great but it, it's just it's a lot and we also had to work with brands to get partnerships for yeah. the magazine so yeah. you guys know when you look at a magazine there's obviously ads in it and we had to do that like that was part of it and we had someone specifically who was involved in partnerships sponsorships which was really cool because on the back of our magazine we actually had a, a partnership with tsn and they made us a whole page they made us a graphic for our magazine yeah. which was unreal and it was basically said congratulations to headstrong magazine on the first all-female magazine yeah. from tsn or whatever it was really really honestly the coolest thing ever basically but <laughs> so coming out of it you know, we thought it would be like beyond successful. Like you were going to become right. like these brilliant entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay. It did not work out. No, we did a um, meetings though. We, we did, did a, a few meetings and we had some people interested, but I think both of us needed our own journey to learn and grow because you we were, yeah, whatever. We were 22, 21 when we graduated university. Yeah. How, yeah. Uh, yeah. 21. Yeah. Something like that. I was 18. Anyways, so yeah. 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 Yeah, we were just young. We weren't exactly sure as to what we wanted to do on our own. And the magazine was great. But with the times changing and like digital things happening, right. we also had no team after because everyone was just like, yeah, this is too much work. And we would need like an entire massive staff to put yeah, on we would a monthly have to. magazine. And it was just a lot. We didn't have the money for it. That's the thing that we learned from the most is not every project you're going to get yourself involved in. Not every pitch you have, not every project that you it might start off great is going to end up being successful or end up going through it all. Right. So our biggest learning thing was yeah, whatever we worked hard, but at the end of the day, we took from that experience and even though it didn't succeed, I will always share that like memory and that journey of working so hard for something that 100%. we created and it'll never go away. And and to make it honestly even better than it already was, we felt so accomplished and we were so rewarded by everything and all the feedback we got from it. We were also nominated for best practicum. So there was about 8 um, practicums total. That's what the thesis project is called. Sorry to clarify. Um, there was about eight total and only four were nominated. Yeah. And, and we, we were, were one of those four. So, I mean, that in itself also is like a huge accomplishment because you don't like pitch to be nominated. It's actually up to the profs to decide on what practicums yeah. will be nominated yeah. for awards. So like that was huge for us. Like that was like ground up. We literally started from the ground up and we made a whole entire 30 page magazine. 
in three months, in three months. That's the other part of this is like people work with teams of like 40 people to put a magazine out monthly. We had a team of six and we had three months to make a whole magazine. It was a stressful. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) And like, I don't know. It just, it really made my university experience, honestly, that much better. Like I walked away from it being like, I'm really proud of what I've done here. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was just the ups and downs. It was, there was a lot. There was some, there were some fights, but it was good. And Maria and I, that's the one thing too, like the podcast as well. Like we've always kind of um, together decided that we wanted to do obviously something great. Yeah. So together her and I like put our heads together and be like, what do we want to do here? So like the magazine was just the first step. Here we are. We have our own podcast. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It just comes to life. Obviously, you just got to dream big and like go from there. And taking a risk is sometimes not a bad thing. 100%. I think people need to take more risks. They do. Because it honestly leads to great things usually. Yeah. So yeah but yeah where do you want to kind of go um in terms of like career-wise for you as a female in sports where are you like headed with that obviously like I'm very fortunate to be where I am right now like at such a young age like I've gained so much experience I've worked with so many professional athletes and it's it's really cool for me yeah you know being able to be on air and do what I do obviously I want to do more and do better and I think my biggest dream my biggest goal is to have like my own show on a network like my own sports show on a network whether it's just me or having a co-host I I I would dream to have that so for me like my biggest thing is like working towards getting myself better as an on-air talent getting myself more familiar with other people so my biggest thing is to try to get myself better as a, as a host as a person as a producer as an editor because I do do so many different things within you know the 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 production world Em's having a fit back there sorry she was breathing she was really emotional. heavily in the mic like an absolute hyena and I had to tell her to shut up she was emotioning at me like waving her arm in the air I'm like what is she doing anyways sorry <laughs> go ahead okay Anyway, so that's kind of what I want to do is like working towards that goal, taking baby steps. Obviously, you can't rush yourself either. No, you really have to take your time to get to know who you are. And that's kind of like my next steps and get to know the sports and the production side. But what about you? Yeah, I think for me, I don't know exactly what route I would prefer, because to be honest, actually doing the podcast these last couple of weeks um, has really kind of made me actually more interested in being a host or like on air, something like that. I've always my biggest dream is always to be a highlight reporter for the NFL or work in the MLB somehow like on air or something like that. Those are my two sports. So I don't know, like it's like, like I said, it's always been a dream for NFL, but obviously it's very hard because we're Canadian and um, you kind of need to be American usually for that kind of thing, especially right now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like that's kind of where I want to go. But I also, like I said, like I like the marketing side. Mm-hmm. I like the PR mm-hmm. side. So if I worked maybe for a team specifically in marketing or social content, I would like that as well. But that is what's great because this is what I always tell people is never limit yourself to one career path. Like, yeah, obviously like my dream goal is to be a TV host. Right. But at the end of the day, I know how to edit. I know how to produce. I know how to create content. I know how to write content. Right. At least that way, like say it doesn't work out. I have a different avenue to go as well. Just like you. Right. You're, you're starting out doing certain things, but you're also so well versed in marketing and creating events and putting on all these different things because you've done unpaid volunteer work, unpaid internships, taking risk on your own, creating your own project. Right. So that's what I always tell people is never limit yourself on those unpaid paid or minor like little paid jobs are what's going to get you further along yeah your marks can be great and you you can go to a great school but it's about your experience especially 
especially in the sports world. 100%. And like to that point too, like I've also done a little bit of writing. Like I did some blog posts for the road to final eight in university. Like that's, I totally just remembered that. Like that's something that I dabbled in a little bit and I did like it. So I don't know. Like, I don't really know what the route is right now. The kind of, but I also feel like the world is like our oyster like that. We can, we can go different routes with sports, especially, but I do think there is a double standard when it comes to sports, especially for females working in sport media, because a lot of people, um, I would say in university actually were like skeptical of the girls in our program because we're girl, your girls who like sports. Like, are you, what are you in it for? Do you know what I mean? Do you know anything about sports? Like what facts do you know? I know more than you because I'm a guy. It was kind of like a weird thing. And we also had like, it was like 40 guys to 20 girls. Like it was really not an even amount of people. Yeah. Which is fine. Honestly, it was our first year. It gets better every year there. They obviously let more girls in, whatever else. But I do think it's interesting because when you're a sideline reporter at, at NFL, you are getting hit on by the players. And what are males getting hit on by the players? No, no. So it's just, it's very interesting. And I think that girls kind of get, to be honest, like shit on a little bit because guys, like players will hit on reporters, they'll slide in their DMs, whatever else, because they're a girl. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's a very weird aspect. Like you can probably speak to that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, it, you you have to learn to have a very hard shell on the outside uh, if you don't already have one if you're working in sports. Not only even putting aside like getting hit on by players and all that. Like at the end of the day, people are gonna automatically think that you have an opinion. If you, I've had someone actually tell me because I've gotten, I've had, I have a very good relationship with the guys I work with. Like right. I've had someone be like, oh, we should watch out for that because they're they think I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna hit on them or I've had I'm too close to them and it's like would you ever say that you're too close to a guy no 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 not at all and And in fact actually it's encouraged to have a really good tight-knit relationship with the players thank god like I have amazing people I work with and they they love the fact that I have an amazing relationship with the team and the people around the team but it's like there's people who always have a negative thing to say about what you do and, and that's the biggest thing when it comes to sports. Always people are going to have an opinion. Like even with knowing, knowing your stuff, you always need to know your stuff. And it's yeah. like, if you're not a previous Olympic athlete or a professional athlete, you're automatically going to get, yeah, I don't know if she knows her shit. I don't know if she knows her stuff. And it's like, really? Right. Really? Because you, you don't know anything about me. Yeah. And you're going to already have an opinion. No, it's so, fair. And men usually don't get that as much because they are men. Now, you can't discredit it. Obviously, men follow sports a lot more than women, so that's why there has always been that standard, but it's time right. to squash it. Well, yeah, it's also 2020. Yeah. So let's open our eyes yeah. and take a step back. Exactly. And maybe just realize that girls also do watch sports as much as guys. Some do. So like that stereotype of like guys, it's a guy's thing. Sports is a guy's thing. That's still a thing we hear. It's like, oh, you like sports? That's sick. I love that. It's like what? Sorry, um, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to like sports and you're allowed to like sports because you're a guy the best and I'm is, a girl. The, the best one I always get is, so can you name like five guys on the team? Then? Oh, of course. But, it's like, can I punch you in the face But then? that's literally what Maria <laughs> just said is something people in our program would do to us. Oh, all the time. They ridiculed us so hard all the, all those four years. And it's honestly like I look back and I'm those are our friends still, but I look back and I'm like, wow, I, I just can't even grasp that energy at all. I don't people know. yeah uh that was the one thing about our program i didn't exactly like is everyone had an opinion about each other or like if you liked a certain team or if you weren't exactly sure as to like 
if you weren't like the biggest fan of one sport, you would automatically get ridiculed or ripped on for like not being like the biggest fan of it. And it's like everyone 100%. has their niche. Like I'm going to tell you right now, this podcast comes out tomorrow. There's going to be guys in our programs eating this shit up in their group chats, <laughs> eating it up, talking the most shit because that's what they all do. They all still have their little group chats and they just, they, they talk about girls in sports. I don't know. I just think it's, it's a lot still, but it's, I think sadly it's always going to be that way to an extent. Hopefully not. Yes and no. I think, I think the sports industry as a whole um, is doing very, very well at trying yeah. to get more women out there. You see it more and more every day. I know with an MLSC, like it's, there's, there's so many women in the office yeah. and behind the scenes. Yeah. Which is great. You Like it's incredible. Yeah. And like, I have been there for four years, including my internship. And even since four years ago, when I started, like I've just seen a complete growth. Right. And like, obviously I'm, I'm part of it. I'm one of the females that they hired and it's, yeah. and it's incredible to see that the different types of people and the amount of people they have within that industry is, is great. So hopefully like it continues to grow within other industries and other networks. And just and, like that, yeah. even like my job at Sportsnet for the Blue Jays games as a production system, I'm the first girl. It's yeah. all been guys all these years before. That's crazy. So like, it's just like, it's nice to know that there is growth within the industry for females, I think. And yeah. there's equal opportunity. Well, you're seeing it, there's female referees. 100%. Female training coaches. Staff. Like it's, it's insane. And I but love the, to see it. Even those were huge deals to the sports world. And I'm like, we need to like talk about that more. You know what I mean? Like how big of a deal that is. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, times are changing. Thank God for that. Because it's, it is time for a change. And girls need to be accepted more into the sport media world. Yeah. That's just a matter of fact. Now, I definitely do want to touch on social media presence for women because obviously like it's, it's, there's a fine line between too much and too little. And when you are looking to get a job in the public eye, you need to be careful of what you're also posting. Right. And I think a lot of girls these days like, yeah, whatever, like love, love yourself, post what you want, post your friends with people. And bosses are always going to have some sort of like, they're gonna, your social media is the first thing anybody looks at. Yeah, for sure. So you always need to be careful as to what you want people to see of yourself. That's what you always need to make sure in your head. Do I want other people to see this? Do I want my future boss to see this? Do I want my future followers and, and, and employees and coworkers to see this? Right. That's always something that I look out for, but I also don't shy away from posting who I am and what I like to do, who my friends are, what I do on my weekends. I'm also very like out there with what I want to post as well. Of course. I would say out there, but I'm still more, I don't know what the word is. Well, you just do you. I post what I want. Yeah. But I also always have that thought in the back of my head. Right. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I, I think it's a huge thing, especially if you have an open profile. Like Facebook is also a huge one that people forget. Um, have all these photos of you in high school drinking booze and should be deleted those yeah. photos you know yeah. Facebook's a huge one for weirdly enough for employers they like Facebook better than Instagram I don't know why that is but that's what I've heard mm-hmm. from talking to people um but I definitely agree obviously like just be conscious yeah that's it's more so that than anything else I think but of course so on that note what are three things you would say to everyone as like advice if you're looking to be in sports media as a female three things that I would say is number one know your sports yeah, that's huge. know your sports because like we said people are always going to be like oh name five guys in the team and say some stupid bullshit like that <laughs> just say just know your know your stuff so you can put everybody in their place and that, that way you're carrying yourself confidently everywhere you of course go. Yeah. obviously there's more things that you can learn on my biggest thing is that i try to do is read like highlights and articles every morning obviously some mornings you miss it because 
you're busy, but at least take one time out of the day to read something throughout the day. I agree, yeah. Number two, take every opportunity you can when you're young. Right. That means unpaid work, paid work, volunteer work, you name it, you take it because your experience and tapping into those different things and making those connections with other people in the industry is what will get you to where you want to be because you've met people, you've worked hard, and you've taken opportunities to show that you're diverse in that industry. Right. Number three, never burn a bridge. Yeah. That, never that'll burn. Come back to get you. Never burn a bridge. Even if you're in school, even if, you know, something doesn't happen right at work, never burn a bridge. You move on, you move forward, and you just keep going. Because I'm telling you at the end of the day that one person probably knows seven different people that will probably help you 100%. get a job in the future. 100%. And that is where I will draw the line at three but there's always so many things you can look for and you can always message us to see like what if yeah, you have any more sure. questions but and we love talking about yeah. it so what, what are your three you always i always let you go first and you take mine so i just <laughs> never like i would just say mine are more like to the point as like just being kind of like cliche like i would never shy away from any opportunity no. I, and dream as big as you can like in today's world there is more opportunity like we said it's gonna grow like that year by year by year so there's more opportunities for females and i just wouldn't be afraid to to know your worth and and know that if you want to get after something you can get after yeah yeah and never hold yourself back kind of thing because i feel like when i went into my into the program i was a little like hesitant to put myself out there and be on air in our in our on-air classes because i didn't want to look dumb or like i didn't want the guys to judge me do you know what i mean yeah so i feel like just like screw that like do not even never have that let in your anybody mind. like don't let people judge you. No. People are going to judge you regardless, but don't take that judgment and sink it into your heart and into your mind. Because I'm telling you, the people are always going to talk about you and what you're of doing. Of course. How you're doing it and what... It, someone's always going to have something to say sadly and it might not be positive you know what so just sorry sidetrack no of course one of the girls i know who works on air for um i think it's univision yeah univision okay works on air and she and i have met each other a few times through other work that we've done together and she just recently had a man write a letter to the network okay saying that she needs to be a proper lady and that she needs to carry herself better and needs to wear less provocative clothing. Oh my God. And she literally covers herself more than anyone I know on air. So like I, like we're saying, people, no matter what, who they are, where they're coming from, are going to find a way to say something about you. And she handled it so well. She laughed it off. She said, whatever, it is what it is. And you move on and you keep doing and you keep slaying and keep being the best version of yourself. Right. And I also would say to one thing that I think is big in females in sport media is don't like, like where you said, don't burn a bridge, but also don't be that girl in sports that talks to every athlete. No, because that is a fine line. Like it just gives a bad rep for, for girls in sports. And it, it kind of, proves people right about what they feel um, women are doing in the sports world yeah. and there are honestly we know a couple on-air people that are like that so it's like that's your own pro- like prerogative if that's what you want to do do it but you're literally you're literally confirming what guys in sports think about females in sports yeah and it's not and it gives everyone a bad rap i think the biggest thing is like obviously it's a tough industry people say it's it's a man's world of course it's, it's not a man's world anymore anymore no I don't believe it. I think it's everyone's world. You want to make it successful in sports, you can do it. You just got to put your mind to it. 
Of course. You got to keep yourself going out there, make demo reels, take any opportunities you can and just keep keep going and keep putting yourself out there. But you you can't let people dictate your future either. And that's why I always say just do what's right for you. You know what's best for you. And yeah, and, and that's where that. and that's where you go from it. But I hope that you guys enjoyed that. I, I know it's different from other our other uh, episodes we've episodes done, yeah. and all that. And obviously it's kind of a niche episode. But it's very true to us. I think that's what mm-hmm. why we wanted to talk about it. We we really of wanted course. to highlight that because it's a huge part of how who marie and i are how we met our friendship like kind of things we deal with on a daily basis right so yeah before we cut it find people who support you especially in this industry yeah find people who always support you because there's going to be weekends days and things that you can't make it to it's going to be an adjustment at first but find people who support you and who are going to take care of you and be there for you whenever whenever you need it of course and whenever you can't be there no but i totally agree but uh yeah thanks yeah. guys for listening let us know if you have any questions. Just send us a DM or anything. And we're always open to talking. So. And, and coming up next, we have worst DMs ever. Ever. So send us, send us your DMs. Send us your DMs, your screenshots, or you can just copy and paste it in our DMs, whatever. We want to see do. it. We want to see we it. We want to see it. We, we did the worst dating ones, and that was, we love that episode. You guys loved it too. So we're going to do the worst DMs, which sure many people have many DMs that are very <laughs> cringeworthy. Oh, yes. So yeah, we're excited to talk about that. But uh, have a lovely week, friends. Enjoy. See ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.